The old man and the young man lay in the cool of pre-dawn, looking up at the stars. The old man wore a ragged tunic. Under it, his skin was an off-shade of white. The young man was naked and was a delicate green all over. He was large and muscular, even for Outworld. Can you see Arcturus, boy? the old man asked. Yes, shaman, Flint said with a good-natured respect. He was no longer a boy, but he made allowances for the old man's failing vision. If there was one thing the wise shaman had taught him, and indeed there were many things, it was not to take offense irresponsibly. Shining, as always, about third magnitude. And Vega. Yes, fourth magnitude. Each distinction of magnitude meant a star was about two and a half times as bright or dim. It seemed to help the shaman to be reminded that Vega was dimmer than Arcturus, so Flint always repeated the information. On cloudy nights, these magnitudes changed. If the stars were visible at all, he could have called them out from memory, but the shaman had also taught him never to lie unnecessarily. A pause, then... Serious? Fainter, fifth magnitude. And... and soul... The old man's voice quavered. No, too faint. Use the glass, boy, the shaman said. Flint raised the small old telescope, a relic of the first colony ship that had brought his ancestors over a century ago. He oriented on faint Sirius, then slid toward the nearby region where Sol was to be found. The instrument magnified ten times, which meant that stars of up to eight and a half magnitude should be visible. But the magnification was not enough. The scope did not fetch in sufficient light to provide proper clarity at night, so Sol, magnitude seven and a half, was a difficult identification, even for Flint's sharp eye. For the half-blind shaman, it was impossible. Now, Flint was tempted to lie, knowing how important it was to the old man to spot Sol even second-hand. This night, and every night of the season, it was in the night sky. But the shaman had an uncanny knack for spotting that sort of thing. Then, faintly, he saw it. Twin stars! Sol and Toliman! he cried exuberantly. Sol and Toliman! the shaman echoed. The words were like a prayer of thanksgiving. Flint set down the telescope. The ritual had been honored. They had seen Sol tonight. There was still an hour until dawn, and the shaman made no move to rise for the walk down the mountain. Flint had work to do, but he had learned not to hustle the old man. The shaman had never quite acclimatized to the fifteen-hour days of Outworld. He would sleep one full night, seven and a half hours, then stay up a day and a night, fifteen hours straight, then nap in the daytime. He had, he said, been born to a twenty-four-hour cycle, eight hours sleep and sixteen awake, and this was as close as he could make it on Outworld. Flint had once tried to duplicate that odd rhythm, but it had made him irritable and muddle-minded. No one could adept shaman ways except the shaman. Sometimes the shaman liked to talk a bit as he neared the end of his day-night vigil. Flint pretended to the other tribesmen that he merely humored the old fogey, but the truth was that the shaman's words were almost always fraught with meaning and unexpected revelations. 
He had taught Flint amazing things, and some of the best had been by accident.